Easter Island was getting ever closer, ever closer. We'd arrived in Santiago after a bit of a chaotic overnight bus journey. Uh, neither of us had slept incredibly well. We arrived at a bus station in uh, Santiago quite early in the morning. We just located the uh, a relatively cheap hostel that was quite close to the airport. Again, just for one night. We knew that we'd be coming back to Santiago anyway, and that's when that we would then spend a bit more time in Santiago. So the aim of uh, the day in Santiago was quite simply see what we can, go for a little walk, tire ourselves out uh, early night and get up for an early start on the following day. We'll come back to Santiago later. Let's fast forward a day and we're at the airport uh, ridiculously early in the morning. Completely my my apologies because I was that excited that I miss I got the flight time wrong uh, basically we ended up at the airport an hour earlier than we needed to be after a few coffees woke ourselves up we had some cracking seats on the plane you know when you get like the first row of seats uh, in the middle basically you get like loads of super leg room um, and you know a TV on the wall oh we had a great time and it was quite a long flight I think about five six hours from memory and you go over to Easter Island now at the time there was I believe possibly two flights a day if not, it was one flight a day, possibly one flight a day. Easter Island is an incredibly remote place. For the history of Easter Island, you know, just check out the Wikipedia page. That will tell you everything that you need to know. But in a nutshell, uh, in Spanish, it's uh, Isla de Pascua. In Old Dutch, it's Pasch Island. And the reason why um, I've just said that in Dutch uh, is was that the first European visitor, or the first recorded European visitor, uh, was the Dutch explorer Jacob Roggeveen, who, funnily enough, encountered Easter Island on Easter Sunday, uh, which was on the 5th of April in 1722, hence where the name comes from uh, for nowadays, uh, also known as Rapa Nui. An incredible place, and we're gonna do two parts on this, really because there is so much to see and it, it, it's just amazing what what the place is like. Also in a nutshell, uh, Chile annexed the island in 1888 and that's why it is part of Chilean territory nowadays. It's also one of the most remote inhabited islands in the world. It's not the most remote, but it's one of the uh, remotest. Uh, but the nearest inhabited island to Easter Island is the Pitcairn Island, which has about 50 people as of 2013, uh, and is 1,289 miles away. This place, Easter Island, is remote. There is no two words better to describe it apart from very remote. After a long flight, we got off the plane. We were met at the airport by uh, the hostel owner who greeted us with the usual, um, not like a bouquet of flowers, but like a, a thing you put around it, like, almost like a necklacey type thing, and took us off to the hostel where we indulged in uh, a nice lunch that was laid out for us, uh, loads of different fruits and breads and things like that. We'd been against getting a car throughout our travels. It's not something that we wanted to do, but we knew that in Easter Island that we would give ourselves a bit of leeway. So we stayed on the island for a week, possibly six nights. We stayed there 
for quite a long time, purely because we knew that there was quite a lot to see and do. It was remote, it was out of the way, it's in the middle of nowhere, all of the above. And we knew that hiring a car was probably gonna be the best thing to do. There's one petrol station on the island and car rental was relatively inexpensive from memory. And driving on the right-hand side of the road was definitely a learning curve to say the least. Uh, thankfully the roads weren't uh, too manic as you'd expect. But the lovely lady at the hostel had told us about the different things that you could see and do on, on the island. First off was going down to the main bay uh, between five and six o'clock in the afternoon, uh, purely for the reason that there was apparently always a couple of turtles that turn up and they'll swim around the bay, but only for an hour or so. Now we were of course being polite, listening, agreeing, thought that it was absolute nonsense. But we were listening and, uh, you know, we headed out to the bay itself and I oh, shit you not, lo and behold, we were hanging around between about half four and half six. At half four, after walking around the bay, nothing. But about quarter past five, and these turtles turned up, swimming around, we're having a great time, you know, really enjoying themselves. They were loving it. By about quarter past six, they'd gone. So the lady at the hotel was absolutely right. Uh, the hostel side was absolutely right. Uh, just, just madness, a absolute madness that was. Most travel guides will say when you turn up to Easter Island to bring some snacks with you from Santiago. Uh, the flight is classed as a domestic flight anyway, but there is a big lack of provisions, shall we say, on the island. Uh, it's certainly not a cheap place to take a holiday, to say the least. It's something that we budgeted for as well. We knew that we would have to push the boat out a little bit uh, as such as we were here. And also the, I say tourist tax, um, there was a, a, a pass you can get for the island um, for a week or so. I think it's about $100. And that would get you into, you know, all the yahoos, uh, all the, you know, Maui statues and all the various different sites of interest on the island as well. Uh, the first evening we went to an island show as well after watching the sunset over the bay on, on Easter Island. We went to a, uh, a little show that involved loads of dancing, loads of, you know, traditional things going on. Uh, Aaron wasn't very impressed when he got asked to uh, go on, on stage and, and dance. Uh, but I found it quite funny being sat in the first row and I wasn't asked to do it myself, which was pretty good. And the following day, we decided to go up to uh, Rano Cow. Now, Rano Cow is basically a big crater on the south of the island. Now, you bear in mind this island's only, what, 22 by 17 kilometers, something crazy like that. It's really not a big place. We thought one day we got to Rano Cow, big volcano, or sorry, ex-volcano on the island. Uh, it took a few hours to walk up to the top. It, not high, not ridiculously high, but it was, from memory, quite hot. Quite an easy journey to do. We just took our time doing it. And we got to the top of the crater and we saw, we saw quite a few things. Uh, number one was the uh, Arongo archaeological site, which were basically the, I believe, the ex-homes of the native people. Um, 
yeah, I imagine it's, you know, if I had to compare it to a, a period in the UK, I'd probably say it's almost like the, you know, old Neolithic or maybe very early Anglo-Saxon, you know, stone huts, pretty much, almost like boat-shaped houses. Uh, they were quite interesting. So we saw that, uh, looked at the museum around there, and also at Arongo, there are, well, there is a, a really famous Maori statue. I mean, they're all famous, but this one in particular, because this one was part of a, a, a two. The other one was taken away by uh, the British people back in the 19th century. And you can actually find it in the uh, British Museum in London. We've seen it multiple times. Uh, probably one of the few people that can look at that statue and say that we've seen all the other ones on Easter Island. But if you next time you're in the British Museum, go and check that out. But Arongo was, was absolutely brilliant. The little open museum was very informative. A lot of information there took us a bit by surprise. And then we looked out, we looked out to the ocean. Now, the volcanic crater that's been created at Ranokau is interesting because it, it just about goes all the way around. Basically, the bit by the sea at some point looks like it's going to fall in. Uh, you know, the terrain's going to fall into the sea. Hasn't happened yet, but that's what it looked like. We traversed the crater itself. It's got a nice pool uh, in, the, in the middle. I say pool, but a, a big body of water in the middle uh, with loads of you know, different fauna and stuff like that. And we also saw the um, Islotomotl Kaukau, which is a little island uh, just off Easter Island. It kind of looks like the needles in the Isle of Wight, if you've ever seen them. And that is when they used to have the uh, famed Birdman competitions, uh, which involved people, I think, getting bird eggs, I think, or something along those lines anyway. And the rest of that day, we spent walking around Rano Cow. Didn't look like a, a massive area to walk around, but it took us a fair few hours. We were more doing it in sheer amazement of, of where we were and what we were doing. That's why it took so long. There was good pathways around, but yeah, we just took our, our sweet ass time doing that. And also, because it was one of the highest points in the island, we knew that from there, we'd be able to see the plane flying and take off. I come to think of it, it was one plane a day at the time. When you're on an island, when there's not a lot going on, when you are surrounded by this endless vast of blue, we can now see why people get excited to an extent when they hear or see a plane coming to land. And this was no different. There was a roar of thunder in the background. We knew it was coming. You could kind of see it coming. And just to see it circle around and land was quite cool. And then to hear it take off, you know, about an hour or two later. And, and we were still at the crater at this point. It's about 22 degrees, sun's blaring, it was great. To see that take off was, you know, again, again, an, an incredible experience. We can see why people enjoy doing that. But that was the first day, that was Ranu Kao. That was one of the big, really big sights to see. And we enjoyed that. We ended up walking down the, the Ranu Kao road, uh, walked pretty much through the airport, because funny enough, when the planes aren't there, you can just walk through the airport, which was quite cool. I ended up chilling with a couple of beers uh, that evening whilst creating a plan of action for getting the car and discovering as much else of the island as possible uh, whilst we still had the car. And that's what we'll be doing in part two. So join us next week and uh, join us so we can uh, find out how much of the island and we can get round using the little 4x4. Hasta luego.